Hi. Hi. Welcome to the jungle. <laughs> we got to the jungle. Fun and games. Isn't that what he says? No, that is what he says. Do you think that's that describes what <laughs> what people are entering right now no, with this podcast? You mean the because you yawned three times before. <laughs> You're tired. I am my tired. Point. Yeah. I didn't yawn. Don't lie. Okay. You yawned during dinner, but I'm just saying like, it's not a lie. It's just so like. So sue me. I yawned during dinner. I'm just saying you're not in the jungle. Oh, oh well, I'm sorry. Unless you, you're were sleeping you tiger. Were me to the jungle? I don't know exactly. <laughs> I think I was just welcoming the listeners. Well, in any event, the, 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 the question was, what is the jungle? Is the jungle this podcast? I thought the jungle was like our minds. <laughs> are you talking about the song? Or are you talking about your intent right now? I thought you were asking me my intent. I am asking you your intent. But you said it as if our it's minds. not. As if, <laughs> it was a theory that some people have about what you thought. Wait, are you saying... <laughs> wait, I have a question. <laughs> so, wait, are you saying... What do I believe the jungle to be? No. In it. In the song? In the song? No. Or are you saying, what did I intend for the jungle to be five minutes when ago? When you sang it into the microphone. Yes. First of all, whom were you welcoming the to the listeners. jungle? Hold on a second. <laughs> Let me finish my questions and then you can call on someone else. Whom were you welcoming and in your mind, what? Jungle, were you welcoming them to? Listeners to our minds. <laughs> Listeners to our minds. The jungle of our minds. The jungle of our minds. Me and you. Yes. Not one's mind. I suppose that <laughs> could be inferred, but I meant ours. Okay. You and me. Yeah. We should have... Honestly, I hate this intro. This, I, <laughs> I wish it. it would start it. I, I kind of want to scrap it. No, but. Oh, it's perfect. This this <laughs> is how we should have started our wedding. Is we should have turned to the the, the guests should and I said, have wa- "Welcome to the jungle." Should I have walked down the aisle to "Welcome to the Jungle" by Guns N' Roses? I think that would have given it away. <laughs> because you really want that that so we would the idea would be. You know, I'd be I'd be standing there. I'd be watching my beautiful bride to be walking down the aisle. Yeah. Everyone's like, "Oh my god, she's a princess." <laughs> then you get there, we look at each other, yeah. and then we slowly pivot on our heels. Mm-hmm. We turn to face the guests, mm-hmm. and we say in unison, "Welcome mm-hmm. to the jungle." Mm-hmm. And then the song starts playing. So this is like, and the, then we stare at them for the length of the song. This would be like, and the, then at the end, we say, "The jungle is our minds." <laughs> This is like this would be like our version of like the choreographed yes, viral dance exactly. in sunglasses down the aisle. Yes, yes, yes. To a canceled person song. Now let me ask you. <laughs> let, first of all, let's get the introductions out of the way. I'm Paul F. Tompkins. Hi, Paul. Nice to meet you. <laughs> I'm Janie Haddad Tompkins. I'm a comedian. I'm an actress. We are married. We're married and stuck in this fucking house <laughs> for a fucking year. <laughs> Because of COVID. Yeah, COVID, y'all. COVID, y'all. COVID, y'all, it's no joke. COVID's no joke. Y'all, novel coronavirus going to get up in some trouble tonight. <laughs> y'all. people's bodies. Y'all, coronavirus disease 2019 is 
Coming at ya. So here's what I propose. If we had done this, like instead of everyone did choreographed dances at the yeah, the, the, the jungle, well, yeah, the, the, the jungle. Um, what if we had done? It starts out traditionally, just like I described. Sure. Then we get up there. We turn, pivot on the heels. Welcome to the welcome jungle. Welcome to the jungle. Stare. The, enti- the entire song plays while we stare at them. Stare. Then after the song is over, we say... The jungles are mine. The jungles are mine. <laughs> the jungles are mine. Then the wedding is normal from there, and we never acknowledge it. And mm. when people ask us what, why we did what that... What did that mean? We say, we thought it would be nice. <laughs> 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 did you not like it? <laughs> First of all, I had the best wedding planner. I mean, I guess you had her too. <laughs> Wedding planner. For your wedding. <laughs> I was so honored to be at your wedding. <laughs> Paul, Paul gets so mad when I say, when we are in mixed company, mm-hmm. and I say, oh my God, my wedding, blah, blah, blah. And he, he'll he stop and say, your wedding? Like that. Yeah. Yeah. He it's gets like, so it's mad. It's like when you talk about your bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> and you did it the other day. You said something like, it's in my room. room and I was like... Did I really? And I was like, oh, your room? <laughs> the best. Your room? The best. Your room? Or our room? He gets so mad because I'll be like, oh my God, at my wedding, da 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 And he'll be like, oh. <laughs> Just so people know, I don't get really mad. I'm not actually angry. <laughs> it's a fun bit. It's a, it's a bit. It's like the bless you. We've talked about this, I'm sure. Uh-huh. Yes, because people have commented. People have written in and commented and said, oh, my God, that's just like me and my part. <laughs> y'all, like, totally remind me and me and my partner or me and my spouse. How will, like, y'all's banter. Me and my like, cellmate. <laughs> <laughs> we have not gotten that. Not yet. yet. Not yet. Stayofhunkins at gmail.com, y'all. There you go. Tell us what cell block you're on and we'll <laughs> give you a shout out. Give you a, just a great cur, cur, uh, yawn number. Why? Because <laughs> you were tired. I was tired last week and people really liked it. People liked that you were tired? Oh my God, there's a dog like going nuts out there. The fuck? Is it a dog fight? Who are those people? I just see a woman standing by herself. I'm opening the door. Okay. I gotta see. Okay, Mrs. Kravitz. Well, I am the Mrs. Wait, I'm just opening the people. Okay, I see. There's our neighbor. Our neighbor has two dogs. Oh, she has Jessie one on leash, Murphy, one in her hand. Oh, wait, Jesse's got another dog. Where'd oh, that other dog come from? She sometimes looks after, like, one of her um, uh, family members' dogs. But then who... I've heard her say... Who were the barking dogs? Ne- the ones the next door? Dog, I don't like a, it was a, it was like a tiny black miniature poodle. So, like over here? Yeah, the one on the the woman on the left. I did not see her. I could not see her. She had a tiny black miniature, tiny poodle. Black miniature poodle. And then Jesse next door had Murphy, and then she had that black and white little I don't know, lots of opso looking thing. Black and white Murphy dog. Something in her arms. Yeah. And when they were passing each other, I think it was the poodle. Oh, the do poodles bark? So one oh, of them are they not barking. supposed to bark? Maybe they don't bark. Anyway. I bet it was a little black and white guy. I think Jesse was with 
Maybe that's like her sister or something. Or Do you know what's I? I don't know. It, I like when when dogs uh, are fascinated by each other mm-hmm. in in the wild when mm-hmm. they meet each other, mm-hmm. like uh, at the park or whatever. Mm-hmm. They sniff their they sniff each other's butts. Sure, they do. That's look. That's their business. <laughs> But what's even really funnier to me, what's even funnier to me is when two dogs pass by each other and they're not interested at all. That's pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. They're like, I don't give it. You do do your thing, man. Mm-hmm. You live your life. I'm gonna live mine. I love a blase dog. I love a blase dog. Because I mean, that, I mean that that's really that's like capturing your heart right there. That's like capturing. When I worked on Lodge 49 <laughs> and there was a dog in the makeup trailer who was like the coolest. Dog. Mm-hmm. He was an old guy. I believe his name was Charlie. Mm-hmm. And he hung out in the makeup trailer all day. Mm-hmm. And he pictures. was like, I, I took some pictures and the was thing he like was. like a black lab or something? No, no, no. He was like some little tan dog. I don't know what. Oh, breed. he was a tan dog. And he like, he was very quiet and very slow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he just walked over to get petted. Like he, 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 he knew had the drill. sense. Like, it's like, yeah, I know. I know what you want to do. You want to pet me. (laughs) (laughs) And then when I I went to take a picture with him (laughs) and I crouched down next to him and he sat down and faced the camera like he knew. Like he's like, here we go. It's me, Charlie. I get it. I'll give everyone their little special moment. (laughs) (laughs) I hope I'm like that when I'm an aged, if I reach celebrity status, an aged celebrity. I don't want it. You're never going to be quiet. I'm never going to be a celebrity. You're going to be blasé. (laughs) (laughs) also by the way i know i have chosen acting as my profession Mm -hmm. never wanted to be a celebrity i have no desire to be a celebrity period i think i did when i was younger because i I like celebrity i like watching celebrities but when you're a a comedian that's different Mm, because you're you like you're yeah, getting up true. as Paul that's yourself. Yeah. As an actor, you want to become sort of a chameleon. A chameleon. <laughs> chameleon. Wow. You don't want to be known. Like you want to be kind of like, whoa, that was you? Mm-hmm. That's what you want. Yeah. Like I had no idea. You want to just blend into a role like Jared Leto. <laughs> <laughs> Does Jared Leto just like now he's just like, I look like this. This is how I look and how I have to be look like this for this character every time now. <laughs> Sorry, Jared. I'm just saying, like, he's got, like, the, you know, Brooklyn hipster long hair, uh, pretty face thing Sometime, going on. Sometimes he has that. He tried to look like a weirdo in that uh, Little Things, where I think he had fake, he had some fake prosthetics going on. Oh, I think you're right. He put some, some contacts. teeth in or something. Or yeah. Something. I don't know. He may have had a fake nose. I don't know. Somebody, Did he? Somebody said that on Twitter, and I couldn't find it. <laughs> That's not a good fake nose. If, if it, honestly, I mean, in a way, it's a good fake nose because it doesn't you look, like a, look fake like, nose, like a fake nose. But if it doesn't substantially alter your appearance, where you're like, "Oh, that's Jared Leto," <laughs> it yeah. wasn't worth it. <laughs> yeah, I think I find like celebrity in general to be a little like off-putting. Yeah, personally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No offense to my celebrity friends who are <laughs> listening to this podcast, because. Obviously, this is a life you've chosen, and I support it. I'm just saying for me personally as a personal choice. The, the stuff that surrounds celebrity is very off-putting. Okay. It's very off-putting. I agree with that. Because, I'm, look, we like celebrities. You know, there's people that we like. Are you kidding? I mean... And it's fun to encounter I somebody. Cele- and... I watch celebrities all the time. I'm yeah. thrilled by their existence. I'm yeah. thrilled. <laughs> they are a gift to us from Almighty God. Like, I get that. 
Yeah. I get that. I'm just saying as a matter of personal preference, like it would bum me out. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, like, let's just say I won the lottery, which I haven't yet, but I'm still trying. Um, in some states, you can remain anonymous mm-hmm. and collect your winnings as an anonymous person, which I think would be like the most badass way to deal with sure. it. But in some states, you have to claim, I, ha- th- I have this ticket and this is who I am and, and it has to be a ma- matter of public record. Yes. And then you have to sign a development deal with NBC. <laughs> I would prefer the anonymous route. Mm-hmm. Even though I probably would tell like all of my friends, like I fucking won the lottery. Mm. Like I won it. Please I won don't it. tell anyone. I know. Okay. I didn't want to say anything, but I won the lottery. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't be telling you this. I didn't want to, I, I, I wanted to keep it secret, but like I can't. And like, you're going to pay for half of this meal and I don't want you to. <laughs> so that no one under, no, no one I don't is, want you, I'm going to pay wives. for it. I'm going to pay for it, the whole meal. And I don't want you to feel bad about it because I won the lottery. Just don't tell everyone. That I did. Don't tell the waiter so they bring over a bottle of champagne. (laughs) (laughs) But I would just like quietly go about my business as like a multimillionaire. Sure. You know what I'm saying? I do. That's my plan. Yeah. That's a good plan. Obviously, I'm going to give some to charity, y'all. Don't come at me with that. Never forget that night. I think we told that story. Oh, we did. We were at Christmas. We were staying. Never forget it. And they're like, we, because I think we gave out lottery tickets or somebody gave out lottery tickets. Yeah, because it was 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 like a gift. It was a Christmas gift. Insurmountable amount of money. It was a Mega Millions or a Powerball or something. It was like one of those was like, it's almost a billion. And you're like, that's not good for anybody. (laughs) Like an entire office pool Mm -hmm. needs to win that. Like it can't just be one, you know, whatever. And I was like, what would you do? And we went first and we're like, I would buy like eight homes. <laughs> yeah, we both, we were both just talking about extravagant things. Like I get a beach house. I was like, and, I think I would blah, learn. Blah, 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 blah. I always wanted to learn to sail, <laughs> you know, and it's like, and, and, all of a sudden, and, then, and then everyone else in, in the circle was like, I would just give it to charity. I would start a foundation. And, and oh, people had full stop. No, nobody full stop. people. I wish it was full stop. No one, no one was that they were detailed about it. Like what they would do. But I'm saying like there was no like, and then I might, then it was like. No, they never said like a fun thing they would do. They never were like, and then I might buy like Front Beach property that was just like, I would. Maybe I'd get a new watch. (laughs) Yeah. They were basically like, I would like, you know, well, there's like a, a certain, there's like a home unhoused crisis on my street and you know i i know i could build a shelter and like blah blah blah. <laughs> and it, it was like they had thought about it like in a way of like how they were going to solve the problems yeah, of the world that's not what the deal was and i was literally like i don't know like i think i want to <laughs> i definitely want to like go on a big trip it was a lot of people too go on a trip it was a and- lot of people there was like six people. And like we totally look like total dicks. Yeah. We had to sit through four more people saying that they <laughs> would change we were like, the world. Can we go again? <laughs> because by the way, no one won the lottery in that group. I yeah, didn't they, win it. They jinxed us by lying. I didn't win it. I have a theory. I think I've said it on this podcast. I know I'm just repeating everything. And then there's some people, some people who started binging this podcast like recently 
And they're like, oh my God, I just discovered your podcast and I'm almost caught up or whatever. So now you're going to get the full brunt of me repeating myself. Now we're recapping all the episodes you just listened to. I, I have a <laughs> It's theory, a special recap episode. <laughs> which we have no recollection of Previously anything on Stay that Focus. we said. No recollection of anything. No. I have a theory about the lottery. You got to buy a ticket. To win. This is a good theory. That is true. You, got, you can't win the lottery unless you buy a ticket, which my dad ticket. always says as a metaphor for life. I'll be like, I don't know. Should I do this or that? And he's like, can't win the lottery if you don't buy a ticket. That's perfect. Of course, that's what he says. Can't win. And it's like, oh, you're right. I got to participate in order to see. Mm-hmm. I probably won't win, mm-hmm. but whatever. Okay. So my theory is like, you've got to like buy your ticket. Like outside of the town you live, like you got to be on like a like a road trip, right? Because you're not gonna win the lottery at your local liquor store, mm-hmm. but you might win the lottery when you're like, I was like an hour, I was in Kernsville at the bait shop, <laughs> and on a whim, I bought ten tickets or whatever. That's where that's the place that's gonna hit the lottery. Shout out to the Kernsville bait shop. <laughs> We hope you're listening. Oh, my God, y'all. So I'm serious. So whenever I go on the road somewhere, I think to myself, when I stop for, you know, corn nuts. (laughs) Your favorite. (laughs) When I've got to, like, stretch my legs. And I need, like, a Mexican Coke and some corn nuts. Mm -hmm. And some dark chocolate. When I'm looking for a cheer wine and a moon pie. <laughs> when I like to put some peanuts in my RC cola. When I want <laughs> to boil peanuts and a sweet tea. I used to drink Yoohoo on. Yoohoo oh. was my road trip. So, so when I was in college, because mm-hmm. I went to college two hours away from mm-hmm. where I grew up, mm-hmm. I would get my Yoohoo. <laughs> Pretty much hungover. Yeah. So I'd get my BC powder, my headache powder. <laughs> headache powder. And a pack of marble lights. Okay. <laughs> I do my headache. I get a can of Dapper Dan. <laughs> get my headache powder. I do my BC powder on my tongue, wash it down with the Yoohoo, and then smoke my marble lights. And listen to my tunes, you know. Breakfast of Champions. You know, I'd get my tunes and then I'd take my dirty laundry home two hours for the weekend, mm-hmm. go out partying in Charleston, then get back on the road, get back up to Columbia for the classes I would not go to. <laughs> <laughs> what was your college life like? I really don't know much about that. My college life was all over the map. Yeah. Because you went a few different places. I went, and I did in high school too, y'all. This makes me sound unstable, but I'm not. Here's the truth of the matter. And I and my mom's in the other room. She's still visiting. So I feel like I blame her for this in a way. <laughs> for what? Should I go wake her up? So we just parked her in front of the PBS app. She was very excited to watch the front line, front line about morticians Funer- during... Funeral directors. During I was like, you can watch that when we're recording the podcast. We are not watching that as a family... And so I parked her in front of... Not without getting high as fuck. <laughs> so, okay. So I started school too young. Okay. 
Like I started like the kinder- very beginning of your yes. academic career. Yes. Yes. Like I started kindergarten as a four year old. What is the age for kindergarten? Five. But my birthday was like the cutoff. Mm-hmm. I don't know, end of October or whatever, mm-hmm. where I was allowed to turn five in kindergarten mm-hmm. and be enrolled by right. like a couple days or some shit. Right, right, right. Okay. So this set me on a path as a person in the world who was like just a little too young for everything, a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I wasn't like slow. (laughs) I was like advanced enough to be... Almost maybe be like, hanging with the big boys. I, I was, get it. I was like advanced enough in school. Yeah. To the point where I became bored in school. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's because school is boring? School is definitely boring. School is definitely boring. Mm-hmm. But like I was like, I don't have to do these things to learn. I mean, I you know, I don't have to do homework to learn this. Yes. Kind of. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Yes. Exactly. And so I had a kind of I had a kind of a rough time with school until until i landed in all girls school mm-hmm. which was my last two years of high school and then you flourished yes and then i was like oh this is so much better like there's no pests there's no like <laughs> discrimination you know mm-hmm. it was just so stress free and everything and i like did not want to go to all girls school mm-hmm. at all I was like, that's bullshit. You know, my brothers don't have to go to all girls. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so anyway, and so by the time um, college happened and my senior year was interrupted by a very disruptive natural disaster. This was Hurricane Hugo. Yes. So when Hurricane Hugo came through... And I was out of school and out of our home. We had to move out of our home for a few months. Mm -hmm. Like, I was, like, convinced I was not going to college. I was like, oh, I'm going to repeat my senior year. Right. But they were like, no, y'all are fine. (laughs) So so by the time college... It happened to us, too. (laughs) Yeah. And they were like, we want y'all to leave town. Let's just pretend. We want y'all to leave town. And I was like, okay. So, So then... I was not really, I didn't know where I wanted to go. I didn't know, like I wasn't, I didn't want to go. Like mm-hmm. I wanted to take a, what they call now a gap year. A gap year. But that was not, a th- that like a gap year when I was graduating high school was like, if you don't go to college, you're never going to college. Yeah. So you have to go. Like I was like forced. Mm-hmm. So I ended up sort of at this college in Ohio for a semester that I was not suited for mm-hmm. because it was like this party school and I'd already partied. Like I'd already done it, you know? <laughs> and there was like fraternities and sororities and I was like, I'd already gone to an all girls school. I didn't need to be in a sorority. Mm-hmm. Like I'd already experienced all of the things yeah. that was happening at the school in my life. Mm-hmm. 
and I had homesickness and PTSD and like, it just was terrible fit at the moment, even though I'm still friends with those girls that I was on the dorm. I mean, I'm like my friend, Nicole's listening to this right now. Like she was <laughs> across the hall from me and we've stayed friends Hi, for decades. And mm. Molly, who was my roommate, who is just a lovely, per- like, have I ever met Molly? You never met Molly, but she lives in Atlanta and, um, she's a great person, but like, these are just people that I, I collected. I've collected so many people mm-hmm. along the way. Mm-hmm. So I ended up back in Charleston and I did a semester at College of Charleston. But I was not allowed to move home. I had to live in an apartment mm-hmm. with these other girls that I went to high school with. Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of a lost semester. And then I, I was like, I want to go to University of South Carolina. That's where I want to go. I want to be at a big school. I've never been in a big public school before. I want to be where people are just like, just teeming and roaming around me. Like I wanted that. It's like Ariel the Mermaid. I wanted that experience. Mm-hmm. Like, and so, and obviously I wasn't mm-hmm. ready for college. So the cheaper, the better. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like this place was like dirt cheap. <laughs> it was like dirt cheap. Mm-hmm. And I went and I was in the theater department there and I'm still friends with people from there. So that I would consider the last three years I spent at University of South Carolina, those were my college years. And that was just like not it was it was like if I had been allowed to go to a public school in high school, that's what it was like. Mm-hmm. I was getting to have that experience. Right. You know. So then when did when did you go to SMU? So I went to SMU for a master's degree which is a three-year program postgraduate. Who are the famous people that came out of the acting program at SMU? Stephen Tobolowsky. Ka- Kathy, Stephen Tobolowsky, Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates. Uh, I guess Greer Garson because there was a theater named after her. Greer Garson from Black and White uh, Lauren Graham. Lauren Graham. Went to my program specifically. One of the Gilmore girls. Yeah. Um, Dylan... What's his name? Baker. Oh, yeah. Went Dylan Baker. Dylan Baker's great. He went to SMU, then Yale. Several people went to SMU, then Yale. Oh, um, God. Broadway. Broadway. Oh, what's her name? Deborah Monk. Oh, yeah. Deborah Monk. Deborah yeah, sure. Monk. Sure, sure. Um, oh, Buzz you know who works a lot now? Here. So people after me, right? Mm-hmm. One of our biggest fans, I consider her famous, Katie Featherstone. Absolutely. Started in, you might know her from starring in Paranormal Activity. That's right. But she Hi, was, Katie. So, so some of these people uh, clearly were not there when not, I was in the program. Yes. I guess Mary Elizabeth uh, Day, you might know, Mary Elizabeth Ellis Day, married mm-hmm. to Charlie Day. She was, she was below me mm-hmm. and worked on one of my thesis Theater projects. <laughs> Puck from the real world. Did he go to SMU? No. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I I'm like I'm I'm blanking on. Oh, uh, famous playwright uh, Beth Henley is that her name? Yeah, she wrote for Crimes Holly Hunter. Yeah, yeah. that Stephen Tobolowsky era. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, and you have lifelong friends from there. Yes. People lifelong. that are, that you see on a regular basis. People still. that I text with, people that just texted me 
oh in, my god, are like you five, fucking kidding? Five minutes are ago, you fucking kidding me. So when I went to SMU, like, and I've collected, like I said, I've collected people everywhere I've gone. Mm-hmm. Is that normal? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think it's normal, of course. Because I mean, I went to Catholic school, and then I went to Catholic school, and then I went to like a private school after that when I couldn't stand the misogyny and, and uh, um, like I'm still friends with, like I still see people from every little mm-hmm. tiny sliver of my life. Yeah. And I wonder also too, like, cause I'm from a divorced family. I'm from a divorced household. Mm-hmm. If that wasn't some kind of, accidental skill hmm. because I spent time between two households mm-hmm. and not only did I spend time between two households, I blended into two other families when both of my biological parents remarried mm-hmm. people with existing families. Mm-hmm. So not only did I have like this, these existing families from both biological parents, right? Like I was forced to adapt and blend Mm -hmm. into these environments. True. But I think it's also, it's, I think it's a pretty normal thing if you are somebody who, who moves from place to place, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. like I still have, uh, old friends, old, old friends in Philly Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and people that I've known here. I've probably I've probably kept more friends from back home mm-hmm. than I have from my earliest days here. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? I think so. Yeah. But like your earliest days here When I first came to LA, uh-huh. I barely knew anyone. I knew Which was what year? 1994. Holy shit. 94. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he, because I knew it was after Northridge, but I couldn't remember when Northridge was. Northridge was February of 94. And this was the, whenever I moved here, I flew to Los Angeles the day that Kurt Cobain died. Because wow. I heard the news in the car on the way to the airport. That sucks. Yeah. I want to say that was in April or something. But you maybe? didn't know anyone here. I knew one guy uh-huh. and I knew uh, a young woman that I was very sweet on at the time mm-hmm. had just moved here. Where is she now? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't seen her in a long, long time. So you were kind of, you came here very like, you came here very unconnected. You were very yes. unconnected. Yes. There was a, but there was a feeling of urgency about it, like that I had to do it. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I've been talking about moving for a long time. I almost moved to Chicago. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, comedy comedy's big in yeah, Chicago. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like... But yeah, there was it, a huge you know what? flourishing comedy scene then. But and there is now, I'm sure. Better... LA's better weather. Yeah. For, for, uh, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> LA's I mean, like I, a different situation. If, I, if I'd gone you to come Chicago... come here and find out what the weather is here, yeah. you cannot believe it, y'all. If I'd gone it's to Chicago, good. it would have been like more of what I already knew, you know? And worse, probably. <laughs> well, because um, like you knew stand-ups that you, you knew stand-ups. Well, I knew stand-up and I knew, I'm talking about the weather. Like I, oh, the I weather, knew what it weather. was like to live in, in a, cold, a place yeah. that got cold and a place that got hot. Um, but I but I moved out here because it just seemed like, well, I have, I have my big dreams. And uh-huh. uh, there's also this young lady that I'm convinced we're going to 
get together because uh-huh. we dated for uh, three weeks. <laughs> um, and then uh, you should write her a thank you note because you love Los Angeles. I have no idea where she is. She, she, I was, I was kind of an annoyance to her for a while. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You know how it is when a guy thinks it's going to happen yes. and it's not going to happen. Sorry, you know? but I do. Yeah, of course. Everyone does. <laughs> and then, so we kind of drifted up, we eventually drifted apart and then she moved away. Then I saw her. She came to London when I was working there and I was like, what is this going to be? What? I don't know what this is exactly. So she came and she stayed for a week and nothing happened. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm, I'm over this then, uh-huh. you know, cause I hadn't seen her in a while. And then after that, she called me like a few years later and I just never called her back. She left me a message. I don't know if this is still your number, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And I just never called her back. I was like, we don't have anything to say to each other. Hmm. So, but like moving, moving somewhere without any, any touchstone or friends. I don't recommend it. Yeah. Because like, (laughs) I don't recommend it. I had friends here. Yeah. So I was moving to a network yeah. of people I knew. I was very much jumping into the unknown. I thought I had a place to crash. Turns out I did not have a place to crash. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was it was bad. And then I, I crashed. That girl let me sleep on her couch. And it was... This is like breaking my it heart. It was horrible. This is like <laughs> bumming me out because I can imagine you young and kind of like... What's the word? Like helpless, clueless. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I hate to say that, but yeah. like I can see it. And yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's like bumming me out. <laughs> Honey. It all worked out. Here we are. It did all work out, but like it's not an easy place. It's no. not an easy place. But like that's, it's it's it's, not. A, it's kind of like people don't understand because the lore is Oh, if you can make it in New York, like New York is so tough and New York is tough. I'm not, I mean, and I've lived there. I moved there after drama school. So I know what that's like, but I think it's a little bit harder here because you're very isolated from other people. It's so much harder to meet people. (laughs) It's so much harder to meet people. There is no... You know, you can go days without seeing another person here yeah. if you just so choose. Yeah. And you can feel like that everyone here is nuts. Yeah. And when I first moved here, I mean, I couldn't believe how many like just openly mentally ill people were roaming the mm-hmm. street. Like it was like LA has a has a way of like breaking people. Yeah. Like you see people's broken dreams. You yeah, see yeah, yeah. you see Hollywood tragedies everywhere. You see it and you're like, oh my God, that c- is that going to be me? Yeah. You also just, when you first get here, you don't know what's good and what's bad. And so the idea of like the, uh, you know, you somebody says, hey, we're going to go to this club or we're going to go to this party or whatever. Yes. And then it's horrible. Yes. And you're like, oh my God, is this just what life is like? And then you realize later like, oh no, that was just a place that I would never go to in a million years yes. if I knew any better. When I first it's moved not my here, scene. I, ended up, I, I went to some mixer that I think may have ended up being 
like a cult. <laughs> I went to a mixer at the Trocadero on Sunset Boulevard on the Strip. I'm trying to remember where the Trocadero was. Because this friend of mine... It's that, not still there anymore, right? I don't think it is, but this friend of mine, Kelly, <laughs> who I, was someone I knew at the time, she was working there and she got fired from every job she worked at. Because she was like a real spitfire. Mm-hmm. Now she's like a mom. But like, and not just a mom. I don't mean it like that. Like she's said, I mean, she's responsible. Is this the Kelly from the Standard she, Hotel story? Or a different yes, Kelly? It's the it same is Kelly. the same Kelly. Okay. Yeah. She's the, like, she's the she party. She's a spitfire. She yes. likes to drink. Yeah. And um, I don't know. There was some mixer there and I ended up there and there were all these actors and it was like this guy who holds these like workshops or classes or something mm. that you end up paying for. And we all ended up at his like uh, apartment and people were just like nuts about him. And he was like, do you want to take my acting class? And I had like literally just got my master's degree and I was like, I don't want to take another acting class for like <laughs> yeah, 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 maybe yeah. like five years. Like, and also like I studied in New York and I'm, you know, not taking out here. Yeah. Like you don't seem like the guy that knew Lee Strasberg that I was taking with in New York, <laughs> like using like a different guy. And no, I'm not. And, uh, and so, yeah. And it, it's like, you end up sometimes in these groups mm-hmm. of people and you don't know you, yeah, you just don't know what's good. Or, you're right. You yeah, don't know. You don't know yet. You yeah. don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And I get why people have an opinion of LA. If they just come here and they visit and they end up being dragged to a place like that, I get why they think, oh, that's what L.A. is, because that's all they know. And but it's a LA big, sprawling city. is you know? that. L.A. is a million things. It's a million things, L.A. Though. is so but many. But they are, they are convinced that's what L.A. is, period. And it's like, yes. no, there's there's plenty of great things. You know, it's just like New York. There's plenty of bullshit but in New York. But then when you start getting your foot in the industry, that, like, then, like, shit starts being bad in that department, where you start, like, hearing, you, like, you realize, like, Oh, like this casting horror story where they ask you to do this or that or, you know, or yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Or, or like so-and-so came so close to like this kind of job and then they were told in front of every executive, like <laughs> you're fine, you know, like yeah. it's not you or go home or, you know, and, and then you start, so then you start like working that angle, mm-hmm. you know, you start like being in that world. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, this is what breaks people's brains. Did you, you break I, their brains? I heard this Jennifer Coolidge story. She told <laughs> J. Cool. this. Jay Cool told this story where um, she was working on some movie. It's like a low budget thing, and she was changing her wardrobe in the bathroom. And one of the producers came in and said, or maybe the director came in and said, "I'm sorry, but." Don't bother changing. This is not working out. We're letting you go. You know, and she's like, oh, okay. So she puts her clothes back on. And then she's leaving. One of the producers sees her as she's walking out and says, Jennifer, aren't you supposed to be on set? And he's, and she said, no, I just got fired. And he's, and the producer said, oh, well, have a great weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, it's a, it's... It's a strange, it's, look, we're, our jobs are strange. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of strangeness that surrounds them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's just like, you just, you just get used to it and everything becomes a story, you know? Everything becomes a story and everyone has their own weird journey 
And that's comforting. Except you know, the we, children of already famous people. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I, all the nepotism. I will kids. say, like, there there's something comforting that there are so many like avenues and ways mm-hmm. that people. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's like, then you are here long enough, and then you see people rise fast around yeah. you, and flame the fuck out. Yeah. And they get like accused of groping, or and then you're like, because mm. you're like, wow, that guy has like. He books a pilot every year, and like they gave him like a development deal, and da da da, da. and then and then now it's like he's radioactive, and no one wants to touch him. Yeah, because there's creeps in every occupation. And then you're like trying to like grind it out. Yeah, and and then you see people, uh, like for example, uh, when I worked at Embar, like mm-hmm. I would see who you know from Philly, Kate Flannery. Yeah, would always comes to. Um, with her singing group and do like this most amazing like musical comedy. Mm-hmm. Such was so talented. This is the Lampshades, right? The Lampshades. Yeah. And they were like this cocktail actor, like loungy act, but it was comedic and mm-hmm. it was weird and it was so fucking awesome and she was amazing. And she was like waiting tables at Kate, Kate uh, Mantellini. Kate Mantellini. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, like, yeah. and then she got the office. Yeah. And it was like she'd been like grinding it out for a while, a while, and now she's like, you know, like a known entity that mm-hmm. works all the time. And she was on Dancing with the Stars, mm-hmm. and everything. And it's like amazing. Like you see people around you. It's just a weird life. I don't yeah, know how to explain it, it. I don't know how we got on this topic other than it's just weird to live in LA and whatever. <laughs> it's weird to live in LA. Okay, we got to take a break and please enjoy. Someone asked me my favorite Billy Joel song on Twitter. And I said, Los Angelinos <laughs> all come from somewhere. <laughs> he nailed it. <laughs> do you remember the words? No. <laughs> we do have to take a break. We're going to read some ads that we don't remember which ones they are. And we're going to tell you in a minute. You'll find out bef- after we do. This episode is brought to you by Magic, Magic Spoon. Spoon. <laughs> Magic Spoon. It's cereal. You know, remember... Remember when you were a kid, you were growing up, and you loved cereal? And remember how I said I had too many carbs, too many sugar, too much unhealthy food in my diet, and I was like, I can't eat anything anymore. I do. It was a bit of a fast forward from childhood to today. Yeah. Yeah. And then I said, you know, I've been drinking protein shakes and powder for years, <laughs> but I finally found a delicious way to get my protein before and after workouts. And I, I felt guilty I had not shared that with you before. Okay. So basically... We discovered Magic Spoon because breakfast doesn't have to be boring. They have amazing flavors you love, but without all the bad stuff. Here are some things about Magic Spoon. Zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, only four net grams of carbs in each serving. Only 140 calories a serving. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. So go to magicspoon.com slash homekins to grab some blueberry or a custom bundle of cereal to try it today. Magic Spoon has so many different flavors, and you can mix them and match them. Mix cocoa with peanut butter. It tastes like a peanut butter cup. It tastes like regular cereal from your childhood, but it is super nutritious, delicious, super healthy cereal that brings joy to your mornings or afternoons or evenings. Eat cereal whenever you want. You're an adult. If you're listening from Canada, Magic Spoon now ships there as well. Yeah. 
So congratulations. So go to magicspoon.com slash homekins. Use our promo code homekins at checkout to save $5 off your order. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. We finally have reached out to Canada with Magic Spoon. It's U.S. and Canada. Oh, Canada. This week's episode brought to you by... Usual Wines. Usual Wines. These are your usual wines, which means they are not your unusual wines, which means that you should be drinking them every day of your life. That's why they're saying usual, because they want to be your usual. Usual wines are for the modern drinker. Do you know when you play bar in your home and you, <laughs> you walk up to your counter and say, I'll have the usual, the usual. then you run around the other side and, and then you, you say, give I got you covered. Usual wines. Some usual wines. So modern drinker, each bottle is 6.3 ounces, which is a heavy pour, about a glass and a half of wine. So, okay. You know how like wine comes in a bottle with like more than one glass in it? Let's go way back. Wine is made of grapes. (laughs) Wine is made of grapes and they put it in a bottle and it's a stupid (laughs) design. And I'll tell you why. Because once you open the bottle, like you're on the clock, you're on a race against time. If you don't drink that bottle, it's going to turn into vinegar. Yeah. And nobody wants to pour vinegar down the drain. That's just money wasted. <laughs> That's not why you buy vinegar. You don't buy vinegar to drink it and pour it down the drain and spit it no, into... No, you buy vinegar to make a volcano a for science class. <laughs> so, okay, now that you're a usual wines drinker... Congrats. Okay, you're going to get a bottle, a bottle that is a 6.3 ounce, Okay. And because of this single serve format and bottle design, your glass of usual wines is always fresh. No more flat bubbly or stale rosé. The wines are low carb, which is a theme from our sponsors, if you haven't noticed. That's right. Because we ate too damn much during the pandemic. They have zero grams of sugar. They have a red blend, a rosé, a sparkling white wine called Brut. 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 I have a Brut. They also have a usual spritz, which is low alcohol. 8.5% 8.5% low-calorie wine spritzer that's made of sparkling wine and guava juice. Oh, I love guava it. juice. Guava juice. It's like White Claw for grown-ups. Yeah. Each serving has just, guess, how many calories? A thousand. No. What? 83 calories. I was way off. Coca-Cola has like 183. Ugh, and that doesn't even get you drunk. So go to usualwines.com. And use my discount code. Our discount code. Come Stay on. Homekins. You our, did that on purpose. Go to usualwines.com and use our <laughs> discount code. Stay F Homekins. For $8 off your first order. And try your first glass on us. And welcome to your new obsession. You really got to kick out of that. We're back. You got to kick out of that one. I got to kick out of that one. Calling, calling wine your new obsession. <laughs> Yeah, my obsession. Yeah, my obsession. Um, so we were talking about living in LA, moving to LA. Yeah. And I got, I got this like, I call her my baby cousin, but she's a grown woman. (laughs) I understand that. Yes, I get that feeling. Because she's my cousin. She's my cousin's grown adult. Yes, daughter. I I call. I still refer to one of my cousins as my little cousin. Yeah, she's my baby cousin. She's a mother. Yeah, this person's like... <laughs> she's a grown woman. Uh, like probably way more competent than... <laughs> anyway, she... Annie, I'm trying to get her moved to LA. Because she's like, I think I want to 
get break into like TV writing, I'm like, oh yeah, okay. She's like, can I talk to you about living alone? I was like, yeah, you're, we're going to talk. <laughs> anyway, she like texted me like 10 minutes ago and she's like, I bought a Greyhound ticket. <laughs> no, she's like, I'm dying. And she sent a picture of you in community. She's watching, com- <laughs> she's watching community and she's like, oh my God, I almost like spit out my drink watching this. And I was like, oh my God, she doesn't even know I'm sitting here. I hope to future generations who are watching like contemporary shows in reruns mm-hmm. that I have become. I will have become a that guy for them. Oh, but yeah, they're like, that guy, he's in everything. I've appeared on enough TV shows <laughs> one time <laughs> that, that I, hope, in everything. I hope I will have achieved that guy status for future generations. That's a good status to achieve. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I wouldn't mind that. Yeah. I wouldn't mind that at all. So here, <clears throat> so here we are. Couple of silver spoons. <laughs> I forgot about that show. I never, I was a little, it was a little after my time. I was a little too old to be watching a really? show like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <gasps> Hi, Cuckoo. We love you. We do. We I, don't say it enough. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget to get your pets vaccinated. I, I beg your pardon, Bob Barker? <laughs> <laughs> Some people aren't going to know what that reference is about. No, but you know what? Drew Carey still says it. He says it now after at the end of The Price is Right. Really? Yeah, he carried it on. That's nice. Yeah, isn't it nice? He might not even give a shit. <laughs> We're going to have to vaccinate our pets from COVID. Is that true? We had to vaccinate those gorillas. Uh, who, first of all, who's we? <laughs> America. <laughs> what gorillas did we vaccinate? I'm not up on this news like at, at all. Like at the Cincinnati Zoo or something. They got COVID. Wow. How did you miss it? They vaccinated. People were pissed. It is weird because I had. A, I did have a Google alert like, for gorillas and vaccinations. <laughs> they were like, "That gorilla got vaccinated before I did," <laughs> and then and people were like, you "Dumbass! It's like veterinarian grade, you idiot." <laughs> 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 Which is kind of my favorite thing when something's trending on Twitter, something is like they'll put it in the highlights on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you'll peruse mm-hmm. and then and then you'll see like somebody say something and you're like, oh, there's like 57 replies. Right. And then you click on it and then you read down the replies mm-hmm. and you just see like a stream of strangers being like, you fucking idiot. Yeah. Or whatever. It's kind of great. It's like a, yeah. amusing to yeah, me yeah, yeah, because yeah. I'm like. Well, that guy was an idiot. He was. <laughs> he shouldn't have said it on this forum, you know. And sometimes I learn things because I were like, well, in 1973, we vaccinated 18, you know, whatever, orangutans. Or, you know, mm-hmm. I, I made that up, y'all. I'm just saying, like, sometimes people throw in real facts. And then I'm like, is that for real? And then I'll Google it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, it's for real. That's just how I absorb information, which is a terrible way to do it. I'm not. <laughs> it's not bad. No, it's. T- I don't think it's. I think I it's don't lazy. Think it's you hear about it's a thing lazy. and then you look it up. I don't think that's bad at all. I don't know. I think it's like a, a class lazy. For it's like everything? an intellectually. Well, I disagree. I disagree. Well, I think. I think half. It's I, a new way of. It's a new way of absorb. It's a new it, way. It of, is well because we're we're being we're being confronted with more information than we ever have in history. Who's to say like Wikipedia's on the up and up? 
well, but that's not anyone the only, can change. But that's not the only source. It's not. It's not the only source. It's not. And I, I don't think it's lazy. I think lazy would be reading something, sort of filling in the blanks yourself, and then telling other people this is a fact. Which is that's what I do. I, I, I like sometimes <laughs> I know things are facts, and I'm scared to say they're facts. Like I'll be like, I'll be like, from my experience, <laughs> I've noticed. 87% of blah, blah, blah. You know what right, I mean? You right, know what right. mean? Because it's like, there's always someone, there's always someone that's like, you got it wrong. It's 2%, it's 2% oh, yeah. off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, 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 you know, blah, blah, blah. And, I, and then I'll be like, shit, in my a part. shitty sale. <laughs> City, shitty sale? 2% off. <laughs> I'm just saying like, I don't want to be somebody who perpetuates misinformation because I have been the victim of misinformation. So yes, of many course. times, me too. Yeah. Like it happens to the best of us. I want to, li- I want to believe certain things. So when they'll hit and, and I'll be like, God, I want that to be true. And so sometimes I will just like accept it as true mm-hmm. until it's proven not, you know what I mean? Uh, well, the worst is something that you, you believe you know, you hear it, you believe it, and then somebody like else will point out the logic flaws in it, and then you'll be like, oh, yeah. And you're like, how, how come I didn't do that work? Yeah. How come I didn't do that mental work? Yeah. I read this article because we did watch the QAnon documentary, and some people were saying like, oh, my God, I hope y'all talk about that damn QAnon documentary. <laughs> and like, I'm still in a place where I don't know how I feel about about it, the QAnon documentary. About the documentary itself. Well, the to me, the doc- I hope you have your, your feelings, your mind all made up about Q. No, I have my <laughs> I have my mind made up about Q. Okay. Um, and but but um, I feel like the documentary was like it started with this question, which was, how much free speech is too much free speech? Mm-hmm. Like, where do we? Where do we draw the line? Right. Right? Right. And this is a question I ha- I care deeply about. Mm-hmm. I actually do. It's very important. Because there is a part of me, there is a part of me that believes that if we start to police these, this exchange of ideas, mm-hmm. even if they're out there and far out and made up mm-hmm. and dangerous, mm-hmm. that... Those ideas will be relegated to a very dark space Mm -hmm. and harder to bring to light Mm -hmm. because they will be flourishing in the dark. Right. Okay. Right. Because they are not going to go away. No, no. So there is a part of me that understands there's a health to allowing it to be uh, visible, Mm -hmm. I guess. Mm -hmm. (sighs) My problem with it is the total anonymity. Yeah. The anonymity of these boards Mm -hmm. where you can say and do anything and manipulate anyone Mm -hmm. as a bad actor. Right. And you have no fucking idea who it is. Mm-hmm. 
That's my problem with it. Yeah. And I also recognize that before 8chan or whatever, the QAnon documentary, this shit flourished in a different way. Mm -hmm. The Unabomber did his thing completely anonymously without the internet. The Holocaust happened without the internet. Yeah. Yeah. There are, I mean, I, I don't know what to do about these groups. See, my feeling is, I feel like in the, <laughs> the marketplace of ideas. Sure. That hate mm-hmm. has always been around. It always will be around. There's right. always going to be bigotry and hatred. Great. Right? I mean, great. <laughs> so if we're talking, if you really do truly care about, uh, you know, capitalism, you care about that kind of thing, free speech, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. These message boards that are driven by um, advertising, stuff like that, they are... Uh, they're not the government. This is not the government saying you can't say this. They are within their rights and within their not just legal but moral rights to say, I don't want that here. And I feel like if you banish it to mm-hmm. the dark corners, mm-hmm. it makes it harder for them to mainstream their ideas. They because always they have, have access to, be, to a smaller amount of people. They, have, they have access to a smaller amount of people. Mm-hmm. And th- if everyone is telling them, no. This is not, this is, this, this is not this for is, here. This is hate and it's not for here. It's not for We're here. not going to tolerate it here. Um, if they're banished to, they have to make their own message boards. They have to make parlor. They have to make gab. They have mm-hmm. to make all this shit. Mm-hmm. Let them have to do that and let that keep failing and let them keep, keep, keep having to rebuild this mm-hmm. again and again and again because the, the mainstreaming of it, if you're, if you're a free speech absolutist or you're pretending to be one mm-hmm. online mm-hmm. and saying, um, let people, uh, you know, uh, put their ignorant ideas out there and then you have, to, it's your job to, uh, out argue them, yeah. you know, or ignore or block. Yeah. But what they're always saying is debate them. They always want to, th- this whole fucking stupid thing where all these idiots online decided that the answer to everything was a debate. Why won't you debate me? Why won't you? They're like demanding that mm-hmm. this person debate that person and all mm-hmm. that shit to the point where it's like, why won't uh, Vladimir Putin debate Joe Biden? All right. What is the debate going to be? What are you fucking talking about? Right. I, there's no debate. If somebody's saying, if somebody's trying to say in a crafty way mm-hmm. that white supremacy is the way to go, mm-hmm. That's a pointless debate. Don't debate this person. I say banish them to the dark corners so that it makes it harder for them to organize. It makes it harder for them to mainstream their ideas. I mean, personally, I believe I've always believed that Twitter and Facebook can say this is what's allowed and this is what's not like that. That shouldn't even be a problem. But like. What do you well, what do you believe about and I can't remember what it's called section whatever two thirty whatever the fuck it's called where. Internet platforms mm-hmm. are completely unresponsible, un- not liable for ideas spreading on them, unlike unlike media outlets such as the New York Times or Fox News, right. where they can be sued 
for the responsibility of, because I actually think personally, that's, this is going to sound very conservative, what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I think that was mistake number one, that those platforms should never have been given the free pass that they had been given Mm -hmm. to not be sued for liability. Right. For these actions that are happening on them. Right. I think that should never have happened. That's a personal concern. I have a conservative bent on on that particular thing. But here's the thing. What do you think about that? Even if they were, I mean, how many, you know, how many newspapers were held to account for the fucking Vietnam War or the Iraq War? You know what I mean? Like, But they can only publish truthful things or they will be sued. Well, they, no, that's not true. They public. They, they can have editorial sections they that, can have where editor- they're saying, no, but they I can, don't believe But this. they can report things that they've been told and not vet it. And that's but then not- they have to go back and say, it has come to our attention that this thing that we reported is not true. Yeah, but like, Do you see on. what I mean? I do see what you mean, but... So, I mean, the internet... So what, why do you... But what I'm saying, I feel it's like, a I, huge my point, gap. My point is, making a case like that stick is extremely difficult, and I think it's a no-win thing. And I think that's why you don't hear about that. I think that's why you don't hear about these cases being brought against the the Washington Post or whatever. You know what I mean? But you do hear about it because it happened... It happened recently, like, like, um, what's his name? What's their name? The, the voting, uh, company, um, D- D- Dominion. Dominion, yeah. They're, they're suing Fox News for like a billion dollars for saying that they, well, that because they, Fox News, they, they're, that's outright lies. That's, that's, that's conspiracy theories, but I'm saying, but the, you can't sue Facebook. They, Dominion can't sue Facebook for that is my point. Well, fucking Devin Nunes tried to sue Twitter. Here's what I'm saying is that it depends what you are, what you are saying. If you are major, a major media outlet like the New York Times and you are just reporting shit that George W. Bush says mm-hmm. or that whatever says mm-hmm. and you're not, you're not fact checking you're saying colin powell says that there's you know uh weapons of mass destruction Mm -hmm. there's there's these tubes you know and all that shit Mm -hmm. you know that they're gonna say we just reported what what they said you know we didn't do anything but they but they're so their their lack of any anybody's lack of digging deeper Mm -hmm. that's what you have to prove is that and you can't prove that you can't prove that you should have asked more questions. You should have dug deeper on okay, this. Okay, but what I'm saying, but I think you're kind of like skirting a little over the point of what I'm saying is that, yes, the New York Times can report a lie that was told to them mm-hmm. and not necessarily be held accountable mm-hmm. because then they can then come out and report, it has come to our attention that this was a lie that was reported They can, to us. but they don't, they don't always do that. And because it's not as simple as, it's not as simple as, Oh, this is just a lie. You know what I mean? I get that. But that's not what I'm saying about Facebook and Twitter. Because what I'm... I know you're not. I'm addressing your points as you bring them up. I know. But what I'm saying is... What I'm saying is... If the New York Times came out and printed a, a newspaper story that said... Paul of Tompkins is a murderer. Mm-hmm. He murdered these people. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And that's a lie. Mm-hmm. You then could easily... Easily and win. I'm serious mm-hmm. about this. Sue the New York Times for 
printing a lie about you yes. for damn. Okay, now sure. if on Facebook an entire group of people, like thousands of people, join this group called mm-hmm. Paul F. Tompkins is a murderer, yeah, and they start generating these memes that start brainwashing people into thinking that you're a murderer, right? Okay, and now all of a sudden your reputation is damaged. You can't get hired because half of America thinks you're a murderer because they're part of this Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Face, you can't. You, Paul of Tompkins, mm-hmm. can sue the New York Times for printing that lie about you, but you cannot sue Facebook right. for allowing this lie group to proliferate around you. Right? Does that make sense? Yeah. No. And, and I, so yes. my point is this. My point is this. My point is this. Had Facebook, Twitter, whoever the fuck, I say Facebook and Twitter, but it's everything and it's everything from here on out to the future and groups that I'm not mentioning, Google, whatever. Had they not been exempt from this responsibility as a media company, because they're not considered media companies. Right. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I do not, I personally do not believe this shit would have gone as far as it has gone. I I don't disagree with that. And I think that... I think it was they, a mistake. I think that they had... Oppor- but they had opportunities to correct that many, many times. But the government should have, from day one, mm-hmm. not categorized them as these freewheeling, open source hate buckets. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Because govern, we pay the government. We pay the government mm-hmm. to protect us. Yeah, that's that the is idea. the money that we give to them. Yeah, to protect us. Yeah. and they just allowed these titans of tech mm-hmm. to have this cesspool. Yeah, that lines their pockets in a disgustingly, insanely out of proportion way mm-hmm. and now what do we do how do we put the toothpaste back in the tube well the thing is you have half of the people in the country don't give a shit and they don't care about putting the tooth- toothpaste back in the tube they love it they love yeah. the hate buckets they're they're like they're fine to let it go and and roll the dice and see what happens you know like the 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 people in the gop look politics fucking sucks it sucks to talk about politics I, I, I'm not thrilled with, it's not like I'm thrilled with the Democrats, you know what I mean? And that I think they're fantastic and everything they do is gold. I don't think this is even let a me Republican let me or finish. Democrat. Let, yeah. me, let me finish yeah. that, please. The, the GOP though yeah. has dedicated themselves to just letting this happen because it serves them in the short run and in, and in the long run. And there's a, there's a nihilism to it of like, hey, you know, we'll be dead and retired and we're not going to be the targets, you know. Well, and also I think they don't believe in oversight. They just don't believe well, in it. Well, they don't believe in oversight. But the reason they don't believe in oversight is because it benefits them, you know. It benefits them personally. Well, because they're the kind of people that want to do whatever the fuck they want. <laughs> they want to do, yeah. They, look, everyone wants to do whatever they want, but they're fine with letting the 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 absolute worst of our society mm-hmm. um, just run wild in the way that they have 
as it's as it's been growing and growing and growing and growing. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're fine with that. They well, don't let care. Let me ask you this though: Do you? I mean, I I revealed that I believe that social media should be treated as a media in the same category as a media outlet. Do you believe that? I mean, I'm fine if you don't believe that. I'm just no, curi- I, I think it I'm needs just to curious be, where you fall on that. I think it needs to be figured out, and it was never figured out. The problem with the internet was that it, it sprung up and moved forward so quickly, mm-hmm. so quickly, mm-hmm. that nobody was really paying enough the people that that had to were not paying enough attention to it mm-hmm. uh to figure out what was going to bite us in the ass mm-hmm. and um and now here we are you know so i i believe in regulation and i think that um you know, oh, I think they should. Per, I think they should be held accountable. I think there should be. Some, I think they should be held accountable that, in a I, way that 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 a newspaper. If I had a newspaper, I couldn't print whatever the fuck I wanted. I'd be yeah. sued. I'd be sued. I you think, know what I'm saying? I, I think yeah. But there's also the difference between the 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 newspaper publishing something is and and having an editorial section where you can say whatever you want. Yes, it's the inverse of the internet, where mm-hmm. all of the internet is the opinion page. All the internet and the idea is, hey, take it or leave it. We're not the saying internet it's truth. is the editorial section, like times a gazillion. Yeah, exactly. Like it's just like it's just like. Wouldn't it be fun if the if the if, exactly. the, if the newspaper was only the editorial section yeah. and we didn't even vet the opinions that came yeah. through? Like we we didn't even give. You know, it's it's just this like. I don't see. To me, it doesn't feel sustainable. I mean, I, I may be wrong, and I'm not a big oh, I, like thinker on tech, so I don't have like great ideas. But these are my small. Well, things are going to get worse for these sure. These are my small, narrow ideas and opinions about it. As someone who is on the internet every day, that's mm-hmm. that's all I have to give you is that I'm on the internet every day. I don't have some great like solution or master. No, well, but idea. it's not. It's not up to us to have that. We're just talking about it, you know. But I, I feel like if the if the FBI has a method of determining what is, you know, language that need that is flagged, you know, they have things that they look out for, right? Yes, yeah. It's not. It's not inconceivable that they could come up with a checklist of things that apply to hate speech and organizing mm-hmm. to do harm. Yes. Where they can say to HN or whoever, if any of these things meet this criteria, you are liable for letting it stay up. Yes. But like the thing about that whole documentary about like who is Q and what what is Q and yeah, where did yeah, it come yeah. from and everything, like it was uh well, first of all, what did you think of the documentary? Like, did you think that that guy and his son were Q? It, I mean, the documentary makes it seem like that's extremely likely. I agree. But, but again, but that's, now am that's, I, uh, that's the documentary's thrust. You know what I mean? Yeah, like now am I in Q because I'm like, oh, I'm in the alternate Q where I think I know who Q is. <laughs> No, I think I think it's like I mean that, those guys that, were running that board, yes, and they seem to definitely have... that doc is leading you to believe that it's the Watkinses, um, and uh, you know, and it seems like from what they're presenting, that seems likely. But again, documentaries you do have to take with a grain of salt because they a documentary creates a narrative. 
that they want you to buy into. I definitely found that the son and the the father were <laughs> like assholes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like so. Say they argue. Say they argue. Mm-hmm. I firmly believe when they were saying, "I'm not political. I'm. I don't have a dog mm-hmm. in this fight." I think that's true because I think that Q for them was not about politics. Mm -hmm. Q for them, if they argue, Mm -hmm. Q for them was about mind control, Mm -hmm. attention, and gamesmanship and manipulation. I, I, I think I agree with all that. But I don't think that the political thing, especially for the dad, uh, is – I think he's lying when he says, I don't know anything. He's, he knows you who Roger so? Stone is. Yeah. Well, I think he knew who Roger Stone is, but I also don't think he – But he also – earlier in the thing, he had this idea of like uh, politicians, you know, line them up and machine gun them and then get the next you know group up and machine gun them. And so he's, it's just, like, anti-go- he's just anti-government. Yeah. He has thoughts on it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he's not, he's, pre- he's pretending like, oh, I don't even know what politics is. He's kind of coy. He's kind of coy. I, I did find them to be suspicious <laughs> <laughs> just in their existence. Like they just seemed <laughs> their very, very existence suspe- is suspicious. Yeah. Like they seemed very like not on the up and up. No. They're not fucking on the assholes. Up and up. Not on the up They're and up. They're creeps. And the and the whole idea of eight chan, which I've never visited or known much <laughs> about, the whole idea of it seemed so sordid. Like the fact yeah. that there are like these hate groups and pedophile, like child porn and yeah. all this stuff on there. It's gross. It's the worst people. It's the worst getting people. together to be gross. It's the yeah. worst people. And. And he's he sort of paints himself as this sort of like the dad, mm-hmm. where he was like, "Oh, there's nothing illegal about work. like he's like pushing the edges of like there's nothing illegal, there's nothing illegal, yeah. and it's like, sure, technically, maybe what you're doing is not illegal, but there's no way in hell that the people who are drawn to this area of the web are not criminals, yeah." And that needs to be acknowledged. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing to bring these people to the attention of the authorities that are sharing child pornography on your fucking site? Yeah, usually the people that are saying, well, it's not illegal, are like, if that's your defense, when somebody's saying, is this wrong? It ain't great. <laughs> then that Tell means you that. that you're probably a fucked up person. Because <laughs> we're not talking about. You know, like having sex out of marriage or weed or whatever. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, we're talking about creating a safe haven yeah, yeah, yeah. for the most hateful people in a, in the world. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. And maybe you're just a champion of the grossest people to ever walk this <laughs> universe. And maybe there needs to be someone who's a champion of those people. Mm-hmm. But also maybe that person who's a champion of those people need to be very much scrutinized by authorities. I will also <laughs> say those people, I think, have plenty of champions. You think? Plenty of, yes. These are people that want to, 
They want to be victims. They want to be victims so bad. I also think they become excited by uh, shit happening. Like, yes. like, like when January 6th happened, they were probably like, oh shit, we had a hand in this. Yes. But, but on the other hand, wow, like this is exciting. We were part of this thing. Yeah. We were part of this thing where people died, <laughs> you know, and it, it's just so, I don't know. I, and then the people that sort of were like capitalizing on QAnon that had no clue mm-hmm. the origins or what it was or anything like that are sort of like swept up in this yeah. community. And I say, first of all, can we just acknowledge, can we acknowledge that MAGA and QAnon fashion is garbage? <laughs> like when I see those rallies or I see those conventions or whatever, it just looks like a bunch of like truck stop fashion. Like it just looks like they love a bold printed t-shirt for sure. None of those t-shirts look soft. I'll tell you that. They do look very scratchy. They don't look like, Oh my God, this is my favorite t-shirt. Not like the t-shirts you get at kinshipgoods.com guys. Official home of stay of stay of, Tompkins. All right, we but, should wrap it by up. By the way, we have great new merch at, at Kinship Goods. We have the new squirrel t-shirt that is now also, also available a sweatshirt. as a sweatshirt. Yes. Please go to kinshipgoods.com and check out the official Stay of Homekins merch because I think there's new stuff coming down the road. I'm just saying. And check their other stuff too. In terms it's all of great. like MAGA and Q t-shirts. <laughs> okay, put it this way. If you're going to own an official Stay of Homekins T-shirt or sweatshirt made by hand by kinshipgoods.com. Mm-hmm. You are going to say to yourself, this is my favorite T-shirt or sweatshirt I've ever owned. Yeah. All I know is I've worn all year my kinship goods sweatshirt. People have written to me and they're like, this is the best T-shirt I've ever had in my life. It launders amazingly. It's super soft. Now, if you get a relative... <laughs> That gifts you <laughs> some QAnon T-shirt. Mm. Happy some, birthday! I got. I think you're gonna like this. Or some MAGA. It's Vincent Fusco Junior. <laughs> something. I promise you, it will be stiff. Yeah. It will be flammable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't want to get near any candles in it. And you know what? It's gonna be a bad fit. It's, it's gonna, gonna be a bad fit. And you, it's gonna. It's not even gonna be hundred percent cotton. You're gonna. It's gonna be the the a blend. medium's too big and the large is too small. It's gonna be a blend. You're gonna sweat in it. In this, you're gonna, you're gonna be like, I don't get it. I'm wearing a t-shirt in the summer. <laughs> this is supposed to be cool. Why? Why? Why would, is it? Why would heating? you do this to me? Why is it increasing my basal body temperature? <laughs> Why, when I went into this public space and they did the COVID check on my forehead, it yielded a temperature when all I'm wearing is this QAnon t-shirt. You're saying they submitted to the f- the forehead temperature check? <laughs> all right. We got to wrap it up. I'm just saying. Do you have any recommendations? Yes. I am a guest on... Oh, that's right. ...the podcast known as... As the, the big, big ones. ones. Patreon edition. But it's not. No, but it's the regular edition. It's the regular edition. Please go to the big ones. 
Amanda Lund and Maria Blasucci. It's I. It's one of my favorite podcasts of all time. Well, we were on as a couple. Once. We were on as a couple once. You can seek that out. We talked we are about supposed um, to um, figure uh, out ethical matter. proposal. Yeah, yeah, ethical. It's a great. Uh, it's a great podcast. They talk about uh, ethical dilemmas. It's really fun. They're uh, Maria and Amanda are both it's so free. funny, and it's free and it's great. And Janie's on there. I'm um, on the latest, on the latest one. Oh, hiccup. That's my recommendation just because I had a very nice time guesting on it. It's a good one, honey. It's a good one. How about the yeah? Um, yeah. I am yeah. On, on the uh, recent episode of uh, Good Christian Fun talking about Godspell, which we talked about before it was available, but now it is available. Um, and I want to talk about a show called... Um, let me see the title. I want to get the title right because it's Friends Talk Frasier and Feelings. And it is two uh, wonderful improvisers named Victoria Longwell and Talia Tabin. And they talk. One of them is a huge Frasier head, has seen every episode of Frasier. The other one has never seen an episode of Frasier. And so they watch Frasier episode by episode and they talk about it. And then they talk about the larger themes of it, feelings and stuff like that. Okay. And uh, it's really enjoyable to listen to. Now, I don't think either of them listen to this podcast, and I don't think they realize... That you were on an episode, I on of, an Frasier. episode of Frasier. I was not, but I was on a... It was so late in the run of Frasier that they will have... If they're still doing the podcast by then, I so would be... So they're going in order. They're going in order. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're, on, they're in season one right now. <laughs> Well, they have to do the whole series. They have to do the whole series. There's no question about it. Uh, But it's really, they're both, I know them from uh, the You're the Man, You're the Man Now Dog podcast, um, which is hosted by uh, Dan Lippert and Ryan Rosenberg, uh, which I've uh, appeared on and I'm a big fan of. And they do a thing, uh, they've been doing it like once a month called Happy Hour, which is the four of them. Uh, Dan, Ryan, Victoria, and Talia. Oh, I, I've seen you. Yeah, I've like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And it's, they also do a video version. Yes, exactly. Yes, and it's it's I and Dan gave us a bottle of Tito's at one time. Yes, he did. Yeah, that yeah, was very sweet. <laughs> but that, he's kind of my favorite person, and he doesn't know it. <laughs> Dan, if you're listening, Dan, you've got you a left fan. us a bottle of Tito's, and I I got your number. But it's uh, yeah. So they have so they they have their own podcast now, Victoria and Talia called. Uh, friends talk Frasier and feelings, um, and it's really enjoyable. I've I've really been enjoying listening to it. They're like in their twelfth week or something. Okay, that's cute. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, but it's not, it's like nice if you if you like this, you might like that because it's it's good for conversation for years. They're friends. It's conversational and it, yeah, it's fun. Well, guys, that is Stay of Homekins for you. A little bit of a long episode. We really You're, had a lot to talk oh, about. Welcome to find us on our Instagram at Stay of Homkins. Definitely on our Twitter feed at Stay of Homkins, where we post as soon as a new episode drops, we post it to our Twitter feed. Yes. And we also have a Gmail account at Stay of Homkins at gmail.com. We read all of your emails. We do not respond to them <laughs> because we are not superhumans. That is the only problem with getting lots of mail, but we love it. It's true. But yes, we really but appreciate it. you guys it. write the best responses and emails, yeah. and we appreciate it. We really do love hearing from you, and we really appreciate you listening. We'll be back next week. Until then, stay, stay safe, safe, stay, stay sane, sane, and stay home. home.